right, here we go. We're good. We good, we good. Wild 80. Yellow 80, yellow 80, can can. Can can kill kill. Ready, ready. Reload, reload. Okay, okay, we're good, we're good. Welcome back to the Gridiron Game Podcast, week 11 review show. In the lab, back at it. We're going to kick it off. Monday Nighter, Super Bowl rematch. Philadelphia Eagles at the Kansas City Chiefs. 21-17 victory. It went the other way this time. It's the Eagles rolling in and rolling out with the W. Jesse, what's up with that, man? Uh, well, all the drops that the Kansas City Chiefs made probably is the, the reason why the Eagles walked out of there with a W. I thought the Chiefs were the more physical team throughout the whole game, whether it was running the football with Pacheco or their defense. I mean, it was a really, really solid performance from their defense. They really, sorry, their defense. Sorry about that. I was so excited that the Chiefs lost. I'm fumbling my words out here. But, uh... Yeah, you know, there's a really good game plan from Spagnolo with uh, that defense. It had Hurts confused in the passing game all night, crowding the line of scrimmage, not knowing who's coming, who's going off. Blitz and McDuffie, Chris Jones had a whale of a game. But, you know, at the end of the day, all those drops, that MVS drop, terrible. Justin Watson on 4th and 25, awful. Travis Kelsey, brutal. And that fumble by him, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that Taylor Swift breakup song's come and see me by. <laughs> yeah, no one wants a day to lose or that can't yeah. catch a ball, right? Yeah. No, but in all seriousness, man, um, yeah, I thought this is just a telltale sign of what we've been hammering home at all season, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs do not have the receivers to help out their superstar, legendary pace-setting quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. He's out there hung out to dry, man. He's hung out to dry in a big way. We saw it in the most pivotal of moments throughout the end of that game. And once again, it's uh, Jalen Hurts adding to his rushing touchdown total this year in the unstoppable fashion that he's been doing it in. It's that tush push, the butt shove, the brotherly shove, whatever you want to call it. No one can stop it. I mean, like, at the biggest moments, any time throughout the game, when it's third and one, fourth and one, any game they're playing now, you're seeing this happen over and over again, and it's absolutely ridiculous at this point. The execution's incredible. Yeah, it's an unstoppable play from them. I mean, they just got the best line to do it. Jalen Hurts, he gets low to the ground, he squats a whole bunch of weight. I mean, it's just, it's a great play for them. As much as it can frustrate other teams, it's it's hard to say why they should uh, remove it from football because it's really only the one team that can flawlessly execute it every single time. Um, I, 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 For as legendary as Andy Reid is, I just really question, they kind of got away from the run game in the second half and it was really, really working in the first half. They were pounding the ball down their throats. They were physical with their offensive line at the line of scrimmage, Creed Humphrey, led by Creed Humphrey, and they kind of just got away from that. And, you know, just... The last couple drives with Patrick Mahomes seemed to be running for his life on every single drop back, and it just gave me shades of, um, you know, Super Bowl uh, 2020 uh, when uh, the the Bucks and the, the Chiefs played in that Super Bowl, and Patrick Mahomes was running for his life the whole game. I got shades of that. Uh, the Eagles' front seven was dominant in the last, like, quarter or half quarter. Um, even from the opening game, I mean, Reddick, like, smoked Mahomes for that sack on the second play. I mean, they, they always show up, and... It was a really good game, Eli, and it did a record number on Monday Night Football, over 27 million viewers. I mean, that's everybody was excited for this game, and with the like for us as, as huge football fans, the beautiful weather conditions, just pouring rain, everything you want in a football game, Eli, high stakes, high emotion. I mean, what a treat. Yeah, it was a great game, rightly so, to break records for a regular season game, absolutely. I thought one of the best moments of the game, Jesse, was when uh, Jalen Carter 
Went, oh, yeah. went for that interception when Patrick Mahomes spiked the ball. I was laughing about was it awesome. in live TV. Yeah. After I saw the replay, I was like, you almost got it. I was like, holy <laughs> fuck, he came damn close yeah, to getting yeah. that. That was an incredible, yeah. incredible athletic maneuver from a guy who's weighing in at like 350 pounds or whatever it he's, is. So yeah, he's a big guy. I, I thought that was absolutely incredible how he almost executed that. Um, he also got held. I don't know if you could tell by the live broadcast, but he was getting held almost every single play by Creed Humphrey. Yeah, it looked and, pretty frequent. It, yeah. looked, it looked like there was a lot of uh, calls that they let go in that game to me, uh, which is often the case when you watch Kansas City Chiefs football. You kind of see the... The way the NFL caters towards its stars in the league over and over again, and they have these certain players who they like and certain players they don't like, and the Chiefs are definitely a whole team that they like to get calls for. Yep. I'm Taylor Swift. Um, AJ Brown had one catch. They did a good job for shutting him eight down. yards. I thought that was a huge key to the game yeah. for Kansas City to stay in the game for as long as they did. Um, we saw Devontae Smith emerge, however, though, and we've seen that in the past with Jalen Hurts as yeah. well. I thought um, DeAndre Swift had so much speed finally again. He looked like so lively as opposed to recent weeks of me watching him. I think he came out of the game with an ankle issue, however, and I'm pretty sure A.J. Brown's listed as... Uh, on, on injured thigh as well after the game. So those are things to keep an eye on going forward for the Eagles. Just those uh, couple little... They got a big up. game coming up. Yeah, and they have Buffalo, a, right? yeah, yeah, they have a huge game again. I mean, like, these guys don't lose in the regular season at this point, and they, they have a, every opportunity to take that number one seed yeah, again this oh, year, right? 100%. They got a really tough stretch of games coming up. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, if they come away with that one seed in the NFC, I mean, it's going to be nothing but earned with these these next four or five games coming up, Eli. Yeah, and when you look at, like, the whole playoff picture as a whole, uh, I just believe that the um, the just the whole scope of the NFC, me and you have talked about this a lot throughout the season, the, the caliber of play in the NFC as opposed to the AFC, with a first-round bye and home field advantage all the way, it's like, yeah. in my mind, it just comes down to can San Fran roll in there and get the job yeah. done? Like, I don't see yeah. anyone else. I, and that's not taking anything away from how the Cowboys have looked in recent weeks, too. I just yeah. don't think when push comes to shove in the big moments that Dak Prescott and company are going to have no. what it takes to get it done. I could we'll see, see I could see the Cowboys maybe winning that game in the regular season, their second matchup. I mean, the first one was really good. And, uh, you know, in a couple of weeks, we got San Fran and, and Philly coming up. And, and that game could really determine, um, I mean, obviously, if San Fran wins, they're going to put themselves in a good chance to get that number one seed should Philly lose again and, and San Fran win out, which is they're playing really good football right now, which could be a possibility. Yeah, it is. They're, they're back looking the way that we thought that they were going to be looking throughout the whole year. That was a very weird three-game stretch they had there. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyways, I guess you're hyped to talk about this one. It's the Sunday Nighter, 21-20, Denver Broncos. Turn me the fuck up, baby! Four-game win streak. They keep it rolling. Cue the chaos, Jesse, as it is every time the Broncos play. We're talking oh. pure chaos. We're talking absolute ridiculousness. Oh. This is like a number of weeks in a row now that we've seen almost the same story unfold before our eyes. It's 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 quite remarkable. They start the game again with a with a turnover created on the first drive by Minnesota. Minnesota grinds their way back into the game. Joshua Dobbs at times was pulling off some Houdini acts to not get sacked in yeah. the backfield. I have no idea how guys were missing some of those sacks. Like so many missed tackles in the first half in general that you messaged me about during the game and yeah. it was like truly hard to wrap my head around to watch, but then you know, you can't count these guys out anymore, man. They're a different breed now. They're cut from a different cloth. They have belief. They have Russ. 
Russ equals Jesus, as we all know, yep. and they're really believing in that guy. They're literally believing in Sean Payton, and it's all coming together now. It's all coming together. That's four straight for the Broncos uh, to get back to 500, right in the thick of it in the AFC. A couple of big games coming up. They can put themselves in the driver's seat, to be honest, in the wild card race. But, yeah, what a performance. I mean, game was just nothing short of just insane. I was an anxious wreck throughout the whole game. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, my boy J-Mac, just a stud, nickelback corner, slot corner, set a franchise record with his seventh tackle for loss on the season for a cornerback. That's insane. He got the interception. He got the fumble recovery. He's tied with Justin Simmons for most turnovers forced on the team, and he's played 48% of the snaps on defense, Eli. I mean, he's got a nose for the football. It's incredible to watch. And, you know, my boy Baron Browning, another game, another sack, another forced fumble. I mean, he's just a stud. But kudos to Josh Dobbs. He played a pretty, like, for the most part, he played a pretty good game. Uh, the Broncos' pass rush really, really came alive on that last drive when they needed to and just harassed him, and, and they couldn't really get out of neutral there. And, uh, yeah, like, just like you said, man, Russ, in that two-minute drill, I mean, there's not too many guys better than him in the two-minute drill. He just, that's when he plays his best football. Him and P. Ryan got something special in that situation. I and, wanted to bring that up, too. It's two yeah. weeks in a row. P. Ryan now has been the guy yeah. that Russ has found yeah. over and over in those two-minute drills. So that's something to definitely take note of and keep an eye on going forward. And it's also been that guy, Cortland That Sutton. guy, Cortland I mean, Sutton, man, man, he's going beast mode on a lot of these he, touchdown yeah, grabs now. He man. is. He is an, he's a fucking monster in the red zone, man. I mean, he leads the league in red zone touchdowns. That's his fifth straight game with a red zone touchdown. Eight on the year now. He's second in the NFL in touchdowns. I mean, you know, I don't think he's going to hit a thousand yards, but he's got a really good chance of 14, 15 touchdowns. And, you know, that could be good enough to get him on that second team all pro, which would be just simply incredible, man. He's just the, the some of the catches that he makes. I mean, just the contested catches and even on that fourth and three to on that two minute drive, that one hander that he made like with the PI with the defender draped all over him. I mean, it's incredible to watch. And I was going to make a joke about the thousand yards, but Russ is playing too good to drag him at all. I was yeah. going to say the quarterback needs to throw for a thousand yards himself. No, honestly. no, in all seriousness, Russ is looking phenomenal. He's executing in the situations where it matters most. He's not turning the ball over as we saw him do last year. Everything is looking like an absolute sharpened tool at this point. And the Broncos and the Vikings are both looking to make history this year. They both started 0-3. There's only ever been four teams to make the playoffs after starting 0-3. And these two teams have now a very good opportunity to do that. So, And I just want to add, like, this is the most confident Broncos team I've seen since 2015. They're playing with extreme confidence. I think that's... Uh, Credit to Sean Payton, um, you know, for the rough start. He he didn't lose the locker room. And a lot of reports said that he did lose the ro locker room and just kind of shows you. I mean, he's a really good coach. They they, they, they kind of got outplayed by Minnesota. But you can the one thing that you can tell for sure is that this is a really well-coached football team. Um, they got to clean up some stuff on defense with their run defense and the missed tackles. Um, I think they're capable of doing that. But, yeah, I mean, I just, I'm so happy, man. Yeah, there's different ways of winning in this football league too. And I promise you the character that you build winning games like this, that's not something that you could teach. And that's not something that will carry over and blow out victories. This is a battle-tested team yeah. now. And when you're coming out with wins like this, that could be paying off huge dividends later on in the season oh, if yeah. you guys happen to get into that playoff This is a team situation. with just a lot of belief in each other. You know, it's a really tight 
tight-knit locker room you can just tell they all believe in one each other and uh you know led by russ and and it's just really happy to see as a fan because of all this stuff that all the slander last year and nobody likes russ and all this crap and it it couldn't be the opposite this year i mean this looks like a really really tight locker room eli yeah and i mean four straight wins in the nfl against any team is never easy it's never easy to go on these types of runs and very few teams can often carry that type of momentum throughout the year because every every week's tough every week's a battle i don't care what team you're playing against these are the best in the world playing in this league and everyone has these ideas in their mind that some teams are cakewalks it's never the case you gotta go out and earn it every single week that's four straight wins and it's another game that they got to earn next week. It's a huge, huge it's a fucking one, matchup. Man. It's a big one, Especially in terms of that wild card race. It's the Cleveland Browns at Denver against the Broncos. Uh, we don't know what the weather's looking like yet, but I'm, I'm sure this time of year it usually is getting to that time where it starts snowing, it starts getting dirty in Denver. The Browns are used to playing in that weather as well, so it should be a grimy matchup and a big battle there. And I just want to say, Uncle Craig, you Browns fan, we're fucking coming for you, dog. <laughs> And it's the Vikings on Monday night against the Bears trying to bounce back and try to stay in in touch with that wild card as well as their division with uh, the Detroit Lions rolling there too. Um, Okay, so now we'll turn our attention to the New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. This was a complete blowout in this one. 32-6 for the Buffalo Bills. So long. Uh, Ken Dorsey, hello Josh Allen. Josh Allen looked remarkable in this one in the first game since the firing of uh, the offensive coordinator, Jesse. Yep. He had the one interception. It was on a Hail, Hail Mary. Mary it doesn't, yeah, that, that looks bad on the stat sheet. Doesn't look bad in the actual gameplay. Yeah. He played spectacular in this one. Yeah, only box score warriors would think that that was a real interception, so fuck all y'all. Yeah, um, Yeah. I mean, this was a great game by Josh Allen. I mean, I think he won this game with the throws that he didn't make. He didn't force it down the field. He didn't go for that 17-yard play. Um, he, he took what the defense gave him. He checked it down to his running backs. Um, yeah, it was a really impressive game plan from Joe Brady, the interim offensive coordinator, and you know, it was so nice seeing our boy Ahmed get burnt for an 81-yard touchdown, you know, and just, like, him just freaking out over it on Twitter and then instantly deleting <laughs> his tweet. I mean, you insecure little fuck nugget, fuck you. Yeah, and, Ahmed Gardner seems to be one of the overrated players in my mind in this league. Yeah, basically. 100%. And, you know, he you can tell that this team is frustrated because he body-slammed one of those Bills players after the whistle and, and got a penalty oh, for it. Oh, reckless, yeah. ruthless stuff. That and, was uh, you know, and for the Jets, you know, they went, like, oh, I can't... I'm like, pretty sure that was on digs even and it was so yeah, late after yeah. the whistle like, and they went crazy. like 40 possessions or something without a touchdown and they finally got a touchdown and it was of course it was to Brees hall who has to make something out of nothing every single time he tries to get yards i mean he's a really special back but uh this is probably the end of zach wilson as we know it uh they benched him in the game they went with tim boyle they announced tim boyle starting on this first ever black friday game tim boyle's dog shit if you didn't know um <laughs> His career stats at UConn, one touchdown, 13 picks, transfers to a Division two school oh for one God. year, 11 touchdowns, 13 picks. His career in the NFL, three touchdowns, nine picks. So to get benched for someone like that, I mean, I think... I'm sorry, I think this is going to make it very clear to people that Nathaniel Hackett yeah, is exactly. the problem and not Zach That's Wilson. Where I, was going. I really hope that they actually see this going they, forward. They are using Zach Wilson, in my opinion, as, as a, a scapegoat. scapegoat. Um, there's a lot more wrong with this offense other than Zach Wilson. The, the offensive line is atrocious. They can't run the ball. They can't protect the quarterback. And the play calling is absolutely fucking horrendous. Nathaniel Hackett 
Hackett can't scheme a guy open to save his life. Um, if like fucking, you know, the kidnappers from Taken called him and were like, you know, we got your wife. If you can scheme someone open for a touchdown, we'll re- let her free. Like he wouldn't be able to do it. The guy's a joke. He shouldn't even be a coach. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a rough scene, and I, I do feel for Zach because, I mean, I've seen this guy's talent, man. It's his, there. His talent is undeniable in my mind. Um, It's a really unfortunate situation. It's it's hard how everything transpired, especially from the beginning of the season to now. He didn't get any reps in preseason. He didn't have any idea that he would be seeing any game time. Probably looking forward to learning from a legend like Aaron Rodgers. That was the whole plan. The whole that year. was the whole plan. Uh, yeah, now things have changed, and they've changed in a big way. And I, I do feel for the kid. Uh, I think he's a good guy. I think he's faced a lot of adversity already in his short career. Yeah. And, yeah, I hope to see him somewhere in the future getting another opportunity because I, th- I think he's going to deserve it. I think he's good enough to prove himself yeah. in this league Just eventually. to echo on that point, Sean Payton, I know you're probably listening. Make the call, man. Trade for him. Let him sit behind Russ and develop. We'll take him. Same name. Might fit in the exact same way. Uh, anyways, so who who are the Bills taking on next week, the Jesse? E- the Eagles. It's a big game. Huge game. Yeah, need as a Broncos fan, need the Eagles to take care of business. And... Uh, and for the Bills, you know, this is a big... They got some tough games coming up. They got the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Cowboys coming up. That's a stretch, man. Yeah. And they're going to have to earn their way to the playoffs this year through that stretch. They got to go through Murder's Road Yeah, now. exactly. And I just wanted to add, if they do make the playoffs, they're going to be a dangerous team because they're going to beat some good teams. No one wants to play them. They're, they're a team, I think, along with the Broncos right now, where you really don't want to look at that on your schedule and yeah. say, I got to go through them. I think you could add Houston in that mix as well. Absolutely. Yeah, there's no doubt about it at this point. The well deserving winning games and doing so with great character and charisma. Yeah. Seattle at LA Rams, Jesse, 17 16 win for the LA Rams. Um, we saw Kenny Walker exit early with an oblique injury. We saw Gino grinding through a banged up elbow. We saw Cooper Cup exit for the Rams in this one. This was a game of a ton of injuries, a hard hitting game, very physical matchup between these two divisional rivals. This came right down to the end. Gino tried his best to will that win for the Seahawks, put them in a decent enough position, probably needed a couple extra yards to make that kick a little bit easier, but it's a 55-yarder. We're in today's NFL. You kind of expect your kicker to execute in those moments. Hey, he had the opportunity to do so. I mean, he so. hit that, that game. He hit a 54-yarder and a 52-yarder. Yeah, and, and it, it flew through the uprights on one of them as well, too. Like, he had more than enough leg for it. And so. with, your, with, you, with your point of they needed a few extra yards, I hated, once they got into field goal uh, range, their decision to just run the ball one play, gain a yard, and then wait for the clock to click. Uh, tick down and clock it and go for the kick. I mean, they easily could have thrown a couple passes there and try to gain five, ten yards. Really didn't like that conservative play call personally. Um, you know, I liked aggressive play calling in those situations. Go out and win the game. You know, don't play to lose. Don't play for the tie. None of that shit. But uh, just like we thought two weeks ago on this pod, you know, we thought this would be a tough divisional matchup. We really did. And it turned out to be that way. It was a really good game. Matthew Stafford just continues to will a fucking not very good Los Angeles Rams team keeps them competitive. Did it without Cooper Cup. Aaron Donald absolutely smoked Geno Smith on uh, that play that injured his tricep and elbow. And uh, 
a lot of credit to Gino for coming back in after Drew Locke kind of stank the bed up out yeah, there and, sure and kind of threw the game for them. Yeah. And I give a lot of credit. I praise Gino's toughness for coming back in, you know, injured throwing arm. And he he did his job, that's for sure. But It's a tough spot for Drew Locke to come into as it well. It really is. Um, I'm a Drew Locke fan. So. That was just not an easy game to step into no. like you get you could feel the tenacity the tightness like everyone understood the moment the rams trying to save their season the seahawks yeah. trying to remain in touch with the top of the division with the 49ers in yeah. this game um yeah this this was just a battle man this was just one of those classic nfc battles yeah, that yeah. you see in the past between these teams and as a neutral fan it was a great game to watch i mean highly competitive physical like you said um yeah, just these two teams always seem to play each other like really tight, you know. Yeah, and it, I mean, there's no doubt about it. Losing Kenny Walker, Kenneth Walker, that's a that's a big blow, man. I Brutal. mean, he he's he's that guy who has that big play capability out of the backfield in both the passing and running game. Not saying Zach Charbonnet did not do a great job too, because he he filled in admirably as well. He's a very capable back yeah, in his own back. right. I just feel like he operates better as the complement back for sure too. Kind I of agree. similar to Zeke and Pollard back in the yeah, Cowboys the last few years as well. Yeah, and now the Seattle Seahawks have the murders row coming up, man. This is really grind time. It yeah. starts on Thanksgiving. It starts on that Thursday nighter in prime time uh, for the American Thanksgiving, that is. The real night. Thanksgiving. The real Thanksgiving, the one that actually means something yeah, in this The one that we world. celebrate on this podcast. Yeah, that's damn straight. So it's a huge game. It's in Seattle. They're going to need all the fans support need the they calls, can get. Man. They need them to stand up. They need them to be really loud because that's a 49ers team looking red hot again in the last two weeks rolling in there too. So I think Seattle needs to go 2-2 two and two in this stretch of this, this four-game stretch coming yeah, it's up huge, here. It's a huge It really stretch. is. And, it's you know, the stretch. Rams, they're 4-6, and six and they got a much easier schedule down the road. And if Matthew Stafford can stay healthy, they're going to be in these games. So I think Seattle needs to go two and two starting tomorrow. It's a big, big game. Like you said, the home field advantage, you need to take this one at home. The 12s need to show up. They need to be loud. And uh, you got to stick to your guns. Run the ball, play action. Don't put too much on Geno. Don't turn the ball over. That's right, yeah. Stick to the blueprint. They know how to execute. And, yeah, Geno just got to not... Like, he's been looking better oh, absolutely. in the last absolutely. two weeks, too. And, I mean, like... He fought as hard as he could to get through that game, and you got to respect that. That's a tough dude. He he was definitely not at 100% there. There's no doubt about it. He's a guy you can tell, like, he, he doesn't want to lose his job. So he's playing through these, like, we saw yeah, it I mean, against he's, the he's Giants. He's been through the journey, yeah, right? Like, exactly. he's, he's that classic journeyman quarterback. He understands these opportunities don't stay forever exactly. in the NFL. It doesn't matter what your fucking name is. It doesn't matter how you did in the last few weeks. It's about right now. Can you keep showing up? Can you keep performing? Can you keep winning games? And um, I believe for the Rams, I don't think um, Cooper Cup's injury is long-term, Jesse. No, I, I think day. he's expected yeah. to be back in for uh, Sunday's matchup against the Cardinals in Arizona. And they just activated Kyron Williams, too. Yeah, that's a, huge, that's a huge addition, too. And Arizona's no cakewalk anymore. Like, they no. might have been in, like, recent weeks before Kyler's came back. Kyler's looking definitely ready to go already yeah. he's looked very good in his first couple games and we'll get into his game against the houston texans in a little bit here but first we'll turn our attention to the tampa bay bucks at san francisco against the 49ers 27 14 win for the niners and brock purdy was perfect yeah by definition purdy. that is a perfect quarterback rating 158.3 quarterback rating passer rating 21 out of 25 333 yards, three touchdowns. 
Yeah, I'm just going to keep singing this guy's praises because I, I really like this guy. I think he's a really good quarterback. I never think he gets the credit that he deserves. They keep saying it's because of the scheme, it's because of the system, it's because of what he's surrounded by. I don't really give a fuck about any of that, Jesse, because I could tell you a lot of quarterbacks off the top of my head that go there and don't do what this guy's doing there. I think he's playing phenomenal this year, except for a couple miscues on a couple weeks there. So Yeah, he, he has just tremendous feel uh, for the position, to be quite frank with you. He plays, like, I, I'm, I, I'll sit here right now and tell you straight up, like, Sam Darnold has more talent than him. But Brock Purdy pl- knows how to play the position. Like he he executes flawlessly. He he doesn't have the biggest arm yet. He's very aggressive as a decision maker. He throws the ball downfield. We saw that shot to Ayuk for the touchdown. We've seen shots to Kittle. You know, um, I just I love this team to watch. I love to watch this team, especially when they're at full strength with Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, Trent Williams. I mean, Kyle Shanahan's so good at scripting these plays. Um, you know whether it's giving it to Debo, giving it to Debo, faking it to Debo, giving it to McCaffrey, faking it to McCaffrey, giving it to Ayuk, screen down the middle to Kittle. I mean, he just, the way he calls plays is just, it's extraordinary to watch. The defense is flying around since uh, their bye week, making that trade for Chase Young. Steve Wilkes moving from the booth to the field, it's made a huge difference. I think he gets that emotion where he can actually talk to the players, where he's in the booth, he can only talk to Fred Warner through the headset for like 10, 15 seconds, right? And Fred Warner, man, strip sack on Baker, kind of changed the direction of the game here. Baker was able to make some big plays in the past game, but just not, they're just not on the same level as San Fran. And, you know, I think personally, when San Fran's at full health, there is not a better team in, in the NFL than them, Eli. Yeah, it's hard to disagree. I mean, like their their ceiling is so high, man. Their ceiling's so high with these players that they have, with how they're fitting in, they're buying into the system. What sometimes just blows my mind is how on offense, you usually only see like four guys touch the ball on this team where like throughout the NFL you see like eight, nine different yeah. players get touches. Like they literally have their guys they who are know. gonna hurt yeah. you. And you can't stop it. Yeah. And they don't even try going away from it or no, switching exactly. away. And you just said, like, I think a really big point to make in the last two weeks, and I don't think it's a coincidence, when Debo Samuel returned, this was a different yeah. offense again, man. It really was. And I think this guy does so many things on and away from the ball that distracts people. The way that he plays so physically, even blocking, like he goes, he doesn't quit on a play ever. And I think that really feeds around that entire offense with energy levels. And you already mentioned it. uh, Chase Young got his first full sack. He's fitting in so well with this team. Him and Bosa are so dangerous. Probably the only thing that was negative throughout this game was the loss of their safety. Talanoa Hufanga, yeah. he's he's looked good this year. Yeah, former he, All Pro. Yeah, he he's got he's got that character too, where like you can see like he plays so physical, energetic, man. right? It's so energetic, so physical, and he's gonna be out I think for the year with yeah, the ACL yeah, tear. Tore his ACL. So yeah, so he's done for the year. That's a huge loss I think for them, and unfortunately so because they are rolling again and looking very good. It is a huge loss, and we hate to see those those kind of injuries because you know it's a long long rehab um you're never guaranteed to come back to the the player you were before but you know with today's medicine and and a lot of these guys crazy work ethic i'm sure he'll be fine but yeah we hate to see these injuries but yeah man just to echo on your point with debo man like he's one of like he's probably my favorite non-bronco in the whole league i love the way he plays and you know we've talked about it too like in that jags game like he doesn't touch the ball every single play but it's not just like his play 
that changes this team. Like, when they come out with their boombox entrance and they're blaring fucking Young Tim, Thug man. and Jeezy and shit, he's at the front of that line. He's dancing. He's chirping. He's in every scuffle. Like, he he brings that attitude and that swagger to this team uh, that they need, that they thrive on. Like, these are guys that wake out of bed and they're ready to run through a fucking brick wall. That's how yeah. they play football, man. And he leads the pack. That's so, right. yeah, man. I just... This is a scary team. They're getting hot. Uh, big one tomorrow. It's big huge, divisional it's game. It's a huge game, dude. It's I'm a looking huge forward game, to man. it, man. Both teams with... A, like, I mean... It, you got to think, if San Fran wins, they're thinking the division's theirs. Because that's not only yeah. to go 8-3 and three and put Seattle at 6-5, and five, but that's, you know... And they're playing them again in a couple yeah. weeks after, right? So that sets the tone for that, too. And Seattle, you flip the script, and they're one game back again, just yeah. like that, in a snap of the fingers with the lead over uh, their divisional And if San Fran loses this game tomorrow, they can pretty much kiss that number one seed in the yeah. NFC goodbye because I don't <laughs> I don't see the Eagles losing four games no, I could I maybe either. see them losing to San Fran and maybe see them losing to Dallas Buffalo's a bit of a toss-up I I, I definitely think Philly Depending has a better what team, Buffalo team exactly I think Philly has more talent and is the better team but you know sometimes Josh Allen can just be unconscious but yeah this is a big one tomorrow Eli and it's, it's going to be a physical one on the west coast I mean yeah, if you can't tell, we're fucking pumped. I for mean, it. it's huge for the Bucks too. Like, make no mistake, they've lost this, four or five. This next week is fucking massive because it's the Saints against the Falcons in Atlanta, and the Bucks are going to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. That division is so up for grabs, especially depending on the outcome. Like, if Atlanta wins and the Bucks win, then everyone's level with the exact yeah, same yeah. record in that division, right? So this is a huge week for both teams coming up here. And, yeah, we're fired up, especially for that uh, Thanksgiving game. I can't wait for that one. Um, but we'll turn our attention really quickly. I think this just will go through this in, like, four minutes maximum for the next couple games because they were kind of dog shit. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys oh, yeah. at the Carolina Panthers. Not a lot needs to be said. Um, I do want to shout out, uh, what's his name? Deron Bland. That's four pick sixes this year. That's tying an NFL record for one year yeah. in, in, in one season. That's pretty remarkable stuff, man. You got to not only have the big playability, but also the double big playability to take them to the house, too. So, pretty sensational. Dak really didn't need to do anything in this game. He did very little, and they still throttled them very easily. Bryce Young is struggling now, man. He's struggling bad. That's seven sacks. That's a pick six. That's a fumble lost again. And they're not putting up points and they're not really threatening anyone at this point, man. Yeah, Bland, uh, I think you can just guarantee him a spot on either the first team or second team All-Pro. Uh, he doesn't need to do another fucking thing for the rest of the no. year. He's just a ball hawk. He's got six picks on the year, four of them touchdowns. I mean, you know, that's, that's crazy. Uh, he's probably got more touchdowns than anyone on the Panthers, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, no, that's no joke, man. And, that's uh, a great point. When you, when you say Bryce Young is struggling, that's probably an understatement. I mean, he's now thrown three pick sixes in the year. Um, it just, it just sh sh like, really highlights my concerns with him. Um, just, he really lacks physical talent, you know? Average arm, average height, probably below average height for the NFL, especially yeah. for quarterbacks, way below Definitely. average. Small. Not surrounded by a lot of talent. Um, I feel like Frank Reich's going to get fired at either some point this year or after the year. Whether it's justified or not, that's just kind of how David Tepper is as a, as an owner. I think he's. I think their owner, Tepper, is the problem with Carolina. I don't think he has a fucking clue what he's doing, and he's way too influential. Yeah, he's trying to do too much without knowing, right? That's what like I'm saying. That's what the GMs and coaches are for, and he's just, you know. But anyways... 
Cowboys playing really good. Parsons, two and a half sacks. I mean, he's arguably the best defensive player in football. I mean, he just does things that no one else can do. He plays fucking 12 different positions, basically. And, uh, yeah, Dak didn't have to do a whole lot, but he, these last three weeks have been some of the best football he's played. Um, and, you know, I think this Cowboys team is very dangerous. And to do, to do, like, they got a big home game coming up, and they're pretty fucking flawless at home, right? So Huge Thanksgiving game, yeah. just that historic game with the now commanders yeah. rolling into town in Dallas. I mean... They're a fourteen point favorite. They're rightly so. They I don't even think that's be. enough. <laughs> I don't I, I frankly don't either. Um I think that's gonna spell trouble all day long for Sam Howell. I feel really bad for him. He's gonna get hit a lot in that game. Yeah, he's for probably sure. gonna th- turn the ball over at least twice. Yeah, it's gonna be a brutal win. Uh yeah, I'm yeah, there's not a lot more to say. Like the Panthers, I mean where I do, got nothing, dude. Where do they go from here? You Nowhere. know, like now they have no picks coming up. Like it's yeah. it's it's tough, man. It's a really tough scene. It's really hard to imagine a way out from this point. Um, yeah, I guess they'll try to get it turned around or whatever. It's a you somewhat say. winnable game this week, Against but I just Titans, I got I mean, no faith for I get with them. No, know? it's tough, man. It's really tough. And you just spoke of Mika Parsons' excellence as a defender. We're gonna talk about two more that fit the script. Um, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Huge win. Huge win for the Browns. 13-10. They did it with the Rook, Dorian Thompson. Uh, This is absolutely nuts that the Browns are standing at where they're standing this year. They've had such a crazy year. All these rotations at quarterback. We've seen three quarterbacks in and out of this team. We've seen Nick Chubb go out for the whole year on such a brutal injury. And we're seeing the Cleveland Browns at a 7-3 record, which is absolutely fucking remarkable, man. Like... Make no mistake about it, this is one of the more sensational things you're going to see in football for a long time, is yeah. this team at 7-3, and three, man. And, you know, Miles Garrett is just, this yeah. guy's having a special season. Yeah, I mean, special. 13 sacks in 10 games, I feel like if somehow Cleveland finishes first in the AFC, this guy, he might win MVP, bro, not yeah. even just defensive play. I mean, who else on the, like, this guy is, like, they got the number one defense, they're giving up, like, 243 yards a game. It's the best since 2008. Miles um, Garrett, he got robbed of a safety too. He sacked Kenny Pickett in the end zone and the ball was in the end zone and they ruled it on the one yard line. And, you know, DTR, he did what they asked him. I was shocked that they threw the ball 43 times. Um, and, you know, the Steelers, another pathetic offensive performance. And so long, Matt Canada. So long, See Matt later, Warren. And, or sorry, Matt Canada. And Jalen Warren. He's the one bright spot Bro, on this, this team. This guy man. had a 75 yard touchdown second play of the second half. And got one carry after that. That doesn't make sense, dude. Like, and now that's that's yeah, why the guy's going exactly, out the door, man. Exactly. They were calling for it earlier in the season. Um, whether or not they have the talent to execute is a question that remains to be seen. I've seen so little from Kenny Pickett no, in his career so he's far. He's not the guy, but they have talent on that's, that offense. That's the thing, right? And you got not to imagine him, that maybe scripting this guy a little differently and maybe having the ability to open up the field for these these stars around him because Pickens is so gifted. You've said before to me personally that you think he has the attributes to literally be one of the best receivers yeah, in this sure. league. Hard to deny that. We see Deontay Johnson always affecting games, man. He's a this great guy this guy, he's I think he's overcame his drop issues too. Yeah. You don't really see or hear about that anymore like he used to in the past. And he's up there for one of the best route runners in the NFL no, for sure. Like this guy creates space when there's very little space to create. So my concern with this move, um, you know, they're firing Matt Canada, they're pr- promoting Mike Sullivan. I mean, 
at the end of the day, they're still going to be running the same offense. You can't just install a new no. scheme halfway through the no. year. And uh, this offense is so bad. And, but like, it shouldn't be. It's no, like it's 29th crazy, or 30th ranked. And like, we just listed those two players. They got two, like, Jalen Warren's very, very electric. Najee Harris is a more than capable running back. We harp on him a lot, but he's a physical back. He can get those tough yards when necessary. They have a good tight end and Pat Fryer move. They got a decent enough offensive line. So if if things can't get going here, I know I know Matt Canada was fired and rightfully so, but eventually the next guy to get the fingers pointed out, it's gonna be Kenny Pickett. Six touchdowns. I mean, listen, man. Ten games. I just bro. want to read this out because it's fucking shocking yeah. so his last four games cleveland 106 passing yards yeah. green bay 126 passing yards tennessee 160 passing yards jacksonville 73 passing yards dude like what the fuck man yeah. this is the modern nfl this ain't the 19 fucking no. 30s man no and he's wearing two gloves he looks like an idiot and yeah, I think if this guy like, like that's one touchdown pass in those four games. It's just like take the yardage out of it because there's other quarterbacks, and I just I, I'm not comparing these two whatsoever. But Russell Wilson isn't putting up superstar yards. He's not throwing 300 plus every day. You don't need him to though. No. But he's executing at a really high level, and he's turning those yards into touchdowns. And also. The rest of the team is getting the yards when necessary, which opens up that play script. I'm not comparing these teams. No. But you got if if this guy's unable to gunsling, then the script needs yeah. to be similar. They gotta find ways to open him up and have him execute in those situations. But I honestly think you can compare these teams. Like they play very similar styles of football. They keep the games close. They want the games close in the fourth quarter, and they go out and win it. And they they rely on defensive turnovers, right? And like. I really think the Bron- you could argue the Broncos are the the Steelers of the West, like straight up, man. Like, and Kenny Pickett, you know his numbers are better in the fourth quarter, but it doesn't matter. Like, he doesn't push the ball downfield. He had a hilarious throw. I don't know if you saw it, where he just threw it to the right sideline, and there it was a deep shot, and there was nobody <laughs> with his twenty no, yards. Like, buddy no ran like a there, curl. There's no. And there. so at at this point, it's like what like uh. like. I would give Mitch Trubisky a chance, like, straight up. And I don't even think Mitch is that great of a quarterback. Yeah, but honestly, I like that, too, though. Because, yeah. I, I mean, we've seen his highs, man. He'll and push no, it. Ball. And not he's, only that, his, his, his legs, yeah. right? And and Kenny Pickett doesn't have that. He mm-hmm. doesn't have those wheels, no, right? he had him in college against accountants and shit, but we're in the National Football yeah, League. Yeah, Trubisky does have that athletic ability, so I like that. I actually really would not be surprised to see one or two weeks go by yeah. and that actually being the scenario. Like, um, Luckily, this week they play yeah they're the Bengals, playing right? against Jake the Bengals. Who, okay, they this is where everything is crazy now because the Bengals just suffered obviously an irreplaceable loss yeah. and losing their quarterback Joe Burrow. However, they're still sitting at five hundred. Yeah. They still have playoff aspirations, yeah. and it's next man up. It yeah. always is yeah, yeah. in the NFL, like at Josh right? Dobbs, right? So is this the type of game where Pittsburgh, after firing? Matt Canada come in with that new energy that we've seen throughout the year. We've seen the Raiders do it. We just saw Buffalo do yeah. it. it. It's like one of those things where like you get that spark, right? Yeah. Are we going to see Cincinnati on the flip side get a little bit of a spark and say, we just lost our superstar, but we're not going out? 
Jamar Chase doesn't want to lay down and die. Exactly. Joe Mixon doesn't want to lay down and die. They have phenomenal defenders. They're going to be fighting even harder than yeah. they have been. They and don't want to lose this season at this point right now, man. And they know Pittsburgh. This is a divisional matchup. These it's guys huge, play man. each other twice every year. Like, Zach Taylor is going to know what this defense is going to do. Um, you know, and I think, you know, like, yeah, the new offensive coordinator, it's going to be the same offense. We'll see if he's better at calling plays and scripting plays together than Matt Canada because Matt Canada can do that worth jack shit. He's like on Nathaniel Hackett's level with that shit. So, yeah, this is a big game for both teams. Um, it almost feels like the Browns broke the Steelers, like for real. <laughs> yeah, it kind of did. We'll man. see it what, really what did, this dude. change, if it can spark anything, but... uh I wouldn't be surprised if Cincinnati won this game, man. Even with this backup no, quarterback, I wouldn't either. they still I re- have a lot of talent. I really don't think I would be shocked at all. I mean, like I think this is going to be a dogfight. Like, I do straight too. Up. This, could, be, this could be like a 10-7 final yeah, or something. Gonna some, it's going to be very similar more, to right? the game that that, that the literally just played. happened. Yeah. Right? yeah, it could be identical. Um, yeah, no, honestly, that's really crazy what's going on in that whole conference right now. Uh, the AFC is so... It's, it's nuts, fun, man. man. It's, it's fun. Nuts. Especially in that division, too. It's yeah. like Baltimore, they just lost Mark Andrews, too. We'll get into yeah. that in a little bit as well. But, um, yeah, it's some wild stuff. And this was a pretty wild game, too, Jesse. It was the Chicago Bears at Detroit taking on the Lions. They got Justin Fields back for this one. He ran his ass off, literally. He was running he all over the well. place. Yeah. I thought I thought he played good. I don't think anyone saw this coming down to some fourth-quarter heroics from Jared Goff and company after Goff really struggled in this one. This was one of his worst games of the season, and we still saw Detroit put up 31 points, man. Like it just, yeah. It's kind of a testament to how much talent they have on this roster right now. Yeah, and I like And their will to win through Dan Campbell too. Like they yeah. got that mentality now. Yeah, right? they're kneecap biters, man. And like they prove it. And you know, I really I really liked the Bears game plan offensively coming in. A lot of quarterback design runs with Justin Fields. He's the best runner on the team. He's probably the best running quarterback in the NFL, him or Lamar. But I think uh, at this point it's safe to say it's Fields because Lamar I agree. even though I agree. He, he's he more electric. St- he could still run, don't get me wrong, but he's so cautious with his body now right yeah. we're not seeing him recklessly well, put himself in positions where he's he, he's been injured every fucking yeah, year and right? he's injured right now and right? now From he running. knows right like and he doesn't want to put himself in those positions and the same way where fields he's running for his fucking yeah. life like quite literally his career is in the balance yeah. right now it's like we all know about this huge losing record yeah. we all know about his struggles but like he's still got that can he be someone well, like when you think Lam- about fields it's like can he actually get there right? lamar is so much like more advanced as a pocket passer than fields right like fields can't like you, lamar could probably not run in the game and just p- throw in the pocket and they would still be winning these games yeah. fields isn't there yet no so you know running is a huge part of his game i really enjoyed the game plan and you know, they got the ball back and they were, what was it? They were up by like five or something, right? Something like that. And, uh, and, uh, you know, they ran the ball twice and then they took a deep shot. And I like, in my, like, in my opinion, the coaching of the Chicago Bears let them down and lost them this game. I, I don't mind the two running plays. I don't even mind the deep shot. It was actually a good throw. The guy just couldn't track the fucking ball, man. But anyways, my point that I'm trying to get at here 
Why why are we the two running plays? Why are we not running the ball with Fields? I, after He's all game, them <laughs> yeah, the like they couldn't game. stop him, dude. And we're giving it oh. to like Foreman and Herbert or whoever, and it's just like you know, like that's coaching to not lose instead of coaching to win. Yeah, like we and, just and like put the right. ball in your best player's hands. You know, we had a strike in this game to to DJ Moore. They continue to have really good chemistry together. I think if you're the Bears. You're I I like I think you can win with Justin Fields. I think you 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 maybe you draft Marvin Harrison Jr. You give him a weapon. You you slang one of your picks for more picks and you build around him. Yeah. I'm not sold that Caleb Williams is this fucking god. No, I okay? don't think he is. Man. You know I think my in my opinion Marvin Harrison like this is very early. I haven't dug too deep in in the college film or anything like that. But I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is by far the best player in this draft coming up. And I like Justin Fields. I think he's improving every single week. He he hasn't played in two weeks, and this was one of his best games of the season. I know he didn't throw the ball for 300 yards or anything like that, but he this is a style of football you play with him. 160-something passing yards, 200 passing yards, 100 rushing yards, you know? And I just, to your, to your point, though, Jared Goff clutched it, you know, first team this yeah, season to big. come back from double digits with under with four minutes or less. Um, the two-headed monster is probably the best in the game right yeah, now. Yeah, they Gibbs are. And I, think, I think that's solidified yeah. right now, uh, dude. Gibbs is very, very, very fucking good in the passing game, too, where Montgomery's a very physical north-south runner. And uh, Jamo Willi- Williamson came up with a big play. Amara St. Brown over the middle in that intermediate. And then Aiden Hutchinson, the big clutch strip sack for the safety at the end. Finally, someone on this defense is stepping up. This defense concerns me. Uh, this is multiple weeks in a yeah. row. They haven't been that great. Chicago Bears are not a fucking super talented offense by any means. And the Detroit Lions really struggle against mobile quarterbacks. And if they play like Philly, even Dak Prescott, who's got some mobility, I think they could cause problems for this team, Eli. But nonetheless, Dan Campbell's a great coach. He has these guys believing. These guys believe in each other. They play hard. They play for each other. They, they, they're very good at home. They're a much different team in the dome than out of the dome. And, you know, Jared Goff played like shit for 55 minutes and came up clutch. And when you win games like that, that sometimes feels as good as these blowout wins that you can also get. I think even better, man. Yeah. Like, that just goes back to the, those are things that build character exactly. that you can't you can't simulate that. You can't script that in practice. You can't replace that feeling anywhere else no. except for when you do it. And they, they weren't going to feel good. Like, I don't care what the record is, walking out of there, losing at home to the Chicago Bears team. Like, there, there's no way that they're going to feel okay about no, that. No, divisional was a, game, too, against the bottom basement of the huge, huge fucking win for the Detroit Lions in that one. I just want to quickly touch on what we what you were just going into. I think next year is just huge for Justin Fields' career and the Chicago Bears. I think if they draft the right way around him and envision them as his quarterback going forward, as their quarterback going forward, I should say, I, I think they could have something really good there, man. Yeah. I really do. And, like, I don't want to go into too much depth about this, but I don't think about Caleb Williams in the same way that a lot of these analysts are talking about him. There's a lot of red flags for me for Caleb yeah, oh, Williams going yeah. forward already. The guy's got a crazy, crazy ego. And a poor attitude a as a really, really man. bad attitude. Like, um, one of the main things for a professional athlete, especially a quarterback of a team, is to be there talking to reporters, yeah. win or lose. And this is multiple times now where yeah. he's declined to talk after losing games. Yeah. 
that doesn't talk to me, that doesn't speak to my mind like this guy is a natural born winner or leader or leader too right so i i don't want to go into too much about that right yeah. now because it's he's a college kid yeah, still yeah. He's, he's young right he's, he's trying young. to figure himself yeah. out he's he's already got a huge star yeah. around and don't him, get right? it so. twisted like we the talent is there we're not talking about that there's just there's other things in his yeah game. and i don't think it's good for anyone's ego when you're like saying oh he's patrick mahomes number two you know yeah, like, exactly. no he's not no, there is there is no what there is no other mahomes right now like period man no. so uh yeah, I, I just wanted to go into that because I, I think Fields, I think he has a future and I think he's going to need one more chance next yeah. year to put it all together. And if he does, then I think they're going to have their guy for yeah. quite a while, but we'll, we'll see. And next if it's year. not in Chicago, some team is going to trade for him and take a chance. He's yeah, still I think got, he's got a lot of talent, man. He does have a he lot of talent. He just has to develop his awareness of being able to go through those reads, his as you said, yeah, right? Man. Like he, he kind of just has that one, two, maybe he doesn't have the one, one two, open, three, four, right? Off, yeah, right? kind of thing, yeah. right? So. That's something to keep an eye on going forward there. This was a really fun game to watch and look back on. Arizona Cardinals oh, against the Houston Texans. Um, 21-16 win for Houston. Houston's now firmly in the playoff race at this point, and it's just another week, another win. C.J. Stroud, he grinded in this one. This is probably the most adversity he's had as a quarterback in the NFL with the three interceptions. He quoted a great quote. He said, Steph Curry, don't stop shooting. Yeah. Quote. So that's the mentality he has. He's a fucking gunslinger. He has so many good deep balls, man. Like yeah. throughout the whole entire NFL season. Keeps hitting Nico Collins, Tank Dell, Dalton Schultz, uh, that Brown buddy who was out for this game. Noah Brown. I, yeah, yeah, he didn't play in this one, right? No. So um yeah he keeps hitting whoever the hell he wants to hit for yeah. huge gainers and he keeps winning games and it's pretty remarkable to see at this point man yeah i mean i like this was a fun game to watch i was dialed into this entire game because like I'm, I'm really big on cj stroud um all i will say all three of those picks were fucking pretty bad but at the end of the day they got the dub and when you can turn the ball over three times and walk out with a, a win that's a testament to not really just him but this entire team that all the culture that D'Amico Ryan's installing here the defense really came up clutch in the second half they were all over Kyler Murray at like Will Anderson had a whale of a game he had like seven pressures a sack really 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 good game from him um Tank Dell continues to just be open all the time CJ Stroud had a wicked touchdown pass CJ Stroud was very very good in the first half very very good he really struggled in the second half. I think he had like 40 yards or something in the second half. Like Houston kind of made some really good adjustments, kind of fooled him with some coverages, which is what you expect. You don't like he's at the end of the day, he's a rookie, man. And I just like for him to come out every single week and have 400 yards and three touchdowns and no turn. Like that's not realistic. There's going to be some growing pains. And these kind of things, these kind of games are good for a young quarterback. He's going to bounce back. He's going to watch the film. He's going to see where he made these mistakes, where the coverage has fooled him. And I look for him to bounce back in a huge, epic game this week. I mean, if Houston can win this game, Eli, they're in first place yeah, in the it's, AFC it's South. It's crazy, bro. man. It's crazy. There, This is like no way in my mind going into the season would have I ever envisioned in week 12 we would be talking about a divisional matchup with Jacksonville and Houston with this much on the yeah. line. This is crazy what Houston's doing this year, man. It really is. And they've already torched Jacksonville earlier Yeah, they won by 20 too, right? in Jacksonville. This so, game's in Houston. It's yeah. going to be bumping. It's going to be the most raucous crowd. 
Houston's maybe ever had since at Quite least they were in the playoffs with Watson and Watt. I, I mean, mean, it might be actually insane. Yeah, like, it's going to be I'm bumping. I'm so excited to watch that one. I'm going to be absolutely locked in on that yeah. with the Saints. These are that like morning. two of my most favorite quarterbacks that's, in that That's going to be a great morning of football for me personally with the Saints in Atlanta in that big matchup big, big as game, well yeah. too. So I'm really looking forward both to that one. Both teams coming off a of bye too, right? Yeah, so. that's going to be like all hands on deck yeah. for both of those games. It's going to be nuts, man. Um, Derek Carr just got out of concussion protocol yeah, I'm so not we're not we're not getting winston yeah, no, we're getting Derek Carr. i mean just get Taysom hill and that quarterback at this point seriously man that, but uh, left-handed way. drew Brees out there yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i'll take that any day instead um yeah man houston's just a dream team this year it's it's quite literally sensational and any type of retrospect and any type of sports fan you gotta respect what these guys are doing at this point man so yeah super excited to watch that one um Anyways, we'll, we'll move on to the Raiders versus the Miami Dolphins. 2013 win for the Miami Dolphins in this one, Jesse. But honestly, the Miami Dolphins did not look good in my mind in this game, especially going back, watching the tape. They, they Their defense stepped up big in the second half. No points allowed. But honestly, offensively, dude, I feel like every single week we're seeing the same scenario for Miami and yeah they lost Devon A. Chain right away in this one but it's like if they can't get the ball to Tyreek Hill and let him go nuts yeah. in open space they're gonna start losing a lot of games dude like yeah. this team is not performing to a level that they should be performing to with the personnel that they have offensively I think the NFL is kind of catching on um you know with a year and a half now of uh, Mike McDaniel's offense and what they're trying to do um Tyreek Hill this is just proves our point here that you know if anybody is an mvp talk on this team it's him it shouldn't be tua because you get this guy the ball with a 10 yard throw and he takes it fucking 70 yards to the house i mean there's not anyone better with the ball in their hands than tyree kill tua had a couple of costly turnovers in this one fumble pick um i I will say you know fuck the raiders but you know (laughs) patrick crown the defensive coordinator he is an excellent coach. This defense, aside from Max Crosby, does not have a lot of talent, and they're just extremely well coached. They 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 kept this high powered offense in check. They forced three turnovers. Um, so I just wanted to give them some credit there. Offensively, they sucked. Besides Devontae Adams, three picks from O'Connell. J- Josh Jacobs couldn't do shit because he's got like six different baby mamas calling him out. So I'm sure there's a lot going on in that guy's head. Um, and I just, what a performance by Jalen Ramsey, two beautiful interceptions. I mean, this guy looks like he could also play wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins and he now has three interceptions and three games played. Um, and you know, Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips continue to kind of wreck havoc, get pressure on the quarterback coming off the edge. And yeah, I really feel like this is their defense kind of carried them here and, and, and kind of has been the story of the last few weeks Eli is their defense kind of outplaying their offense here okay what I want to know Jesse is why in the NFL especially in the media do we always hear about these very biased narratives like Josh Allen has a huge turnover problem why is no one saying the same thing for Tua it's because I that's what I want to know I, I think it's because the I don't really know and and when you when you think about the talent surrounded around Tua it's compared totally to Josh different. Allen. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If you put Josh Allen on this Miami Dolphins team, I mean, this guy's probably going to shatter every single record <laughs> out there. That's what man. I'm saying. Like, I totally agree with you. And uh, I, I don't know if it's because of all the adversity last year that Tua had to face with the injuries and the concussions. And is this guy going to play football again and all this bullshit? 
you can't really factor that in when you're, you just got to call a spade a spade here. And, you know, he's got like eight, eight picks on the year in 10 games or nine and four or five fumble. Oh, and, and ten, I mean, he's fumbling a lot. Yeah. And luckily for him, they're not getting all recovered yeah. by the defense, but he's fumbled nine times now. Like yeah, that's, and, that's an alarming amount. And bro. also this guy's picks are as egregious as Allen. Like oh, he's throwing really them bad. up and they're, they're really ducks bad. and he's missing like in that Kansas city game where he just underthrew Cedric Wilson by like 15 yards, like to win the fucking game. So why like. is Justin Herbert so terrible in everyone's mind when this guy has 19 touchdowns and five interceptions and he has not lost a fumble this yeah, year? Yeah, I and just, I, I just think it's because he doesn't show up big in, in the, in the crunch time. You know, I think that's where people kind of get hard. I think on it's him. like mind blowing though. How like all these narratives, like I see it every fucking week in the NFL media. It's like they pick their guys that they want to oh, praise absolutely. and they pick their guys that they want to just continuously I mean, hammer. And look at Russell Wilson last year. They, the guy yeah. was getting, and I, I know he didn't play good last year. But it's like the previous 11 years weren't even taken into, like, account. You no, know? man. The guy's a Hall of Famer. And he's a great guy. Yeah. Dude. Like, if you're going at anyone, go at someone who's done Sean horrible things outside of football <laughs> yeah. as well, right? Like, I think... I've never heard of anything Justin Herbert's no, done wrong. No, he's a wrong, quiet guy. Ever. You know? Like, I just think he's a hardworking yeah. guy. I think he just goes to work and he plays really good yeah. every week. And they're usually losing because of their defense. Like I will say, I I think Justin Herbert's insanely talented, but I do think that there's things that he like. He needs to be a vocal leader as a quarterback. That is not his game, and that is not like what he wants to do. He's a very quiet guy, kind of lead by example. And you don't like what great quarterback is like that. Look at your guy Drew Brees. He's the guy in the huddle. One, two, win for you. Three, four. You know what I mean? Yeah, Peyton like Manning taking ownership. I feel like Josh Allen is the same as Herbert. Like he's like he's quiet. He's man. quiet guy. He's, he's really not. Quiet, he's dude. not. He's. You need to take over this team, and I think that's the next step for Herbert to really kind of hit hit his ceiling because there's only a handful of guys in the NFL that have more talent than Her- Herbert, and it's probably Josh Allen and Mahomes, and then it's probably Herbert. I mean, this guy's physical traits are insane. And yes, he comes out every week and he plays good and he shows up and he does his job and he's smart. And I'm not taking anything away from that. I just want to see that that kind of next growth from him kind of take over. I totally agree. That vocal no, I totally agree. And you already mentioned to me before, like his like um, his game losing interception record like even going back to yeah. like college days as well too right like he just has a knack for like those moments and letting them get away we saw it a couple times this year too but i keep going back to the fact that the charters defense is so fucking oh, bad right. that he shouldn't even have to be no, having those moments he's getting failed by a coach like so and, like, badly dude. you know let's just get into that game since we're we're already talking about it yeah the Packers I mean, and the as well, yeah that was like a crazy game too this is like the classic la should win this game and yeah, they somehow yeah. lost this game exactly and, and brandon staley had an absolute freak out in the post media where they asked him if he's going to continue. Like, he's got to know at this point. He's done. He is he's fucking done. gone. I think that's why he snapped sure. on the media. They're like, are you going to continue calling plays? And he's like, you guys got to stop asking that. Yes, I'm going to blah, 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 blah. And it's like, buddy. And it's like, they have every right to ask that. Yeah. Jordan Love just had his first 300-yard yeah. passing game a... in the NFL. He hasn't done this against no. anyone. You have the highest paid defense. Yeah. You're a defensive coach. This is the... What the fuck <laughs> do you want them to ask you, yeah. dude? Like, this is the worst passing secondary I can remember in my fucking 20 years of watching football Eli like you know and there's good there's Derwin James there's Khalil Mack Bosa on the edge Tui Tui Lopaluludu like they got fucking guys Asante (laughs) Samuel Jr. committing fucking PI on a third and 20 Eli that's coaching that's unacceptable 
This is a talented team. This is a team that should not be 4-6. and six. This is a team where Justin Herbert throws a strike <laughs> down the sideline to win the game, and their fucking first-round pick, Quentin Johnson, drops it. Yo, this so guy's terrible. <laughs> so they drafted bad. this guy over some really good wide receivers, man, and it's just like... Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers. I mean, you want to go yeah. on. Even JSN is looking... So much yeah. better in the last. And few even weeks there's now, guys dude. in the second round. The guy on Green Bay, Jalen Reed, who had a big Puka end Nikula, around. It goes Nikula. on and on, right? There's this. It's just like it's from the top down. The Chargers organization, they're gonna charger it up. That's a real saying, man. Like really this team's is, a though. fucking joke. I, this is like, I sh- like when the like the Broncos still have to play these guys twice and. I used to be, like, so nervous to play Justin Herbert, and, like, it's not even about him. I'm just, don't take this team seriously at all, man. Austin Eckler's running, like, a fullback out there. Like, what happened <laughs> to this so guy? Bad, He's dude. so slow now, bro. Like, what oh, happened to this guy? fucked up. It's, it's a great really win for Green up, Bay. They're kind of still in the hunt. Oh, you yeah. You know, they're, like, one game out, two, one, two games out. They still play Minnesota. They got a big game on Thanksgiving. If they can somehow beat Detroit, I mean... Maybe this can be a building uh, step for just uh, for Jordan Love coming off this big game. I don't know if it's necessarily him. I think it's probably more the Chargers defense being the Chargers defense. But either way, um, this is a that's the kind of game that can build some confidence, Eli. Yeah, it really is, man. I mean, yeah, it's like, getting heated out here, man. No, it's just hard for me to like really wrap my head around this Chargers team, man. Like they're just like an actual comedy show, dude. It really is. Uh, yeah, and I mean, Keenan Allen is just having a fucking career year, too. Yeah. I mean, this guy's already had a remarkable career. He's playing at a ridiculous level for this team, and they're just letting it go to waste, yeah. and it's just kind of sad. They're wasting like, him and Herbert. Yeah, it's just sad. I mean, yeah, it sucks. Anyways, I, I don't even want to talk about them anymore. They're yeah. so annoying. Yeah. Fuck uh, the Chargers. New York Giants, 2-0 and against the Washington Commanders this year. How about Tommy DeVito, baby? Uh, Tommy First DeVito win. was possessed yeah. by a guy that can actually play football. Yeah. It was pretty crazy to watch. He got sacked nine, nine times, dude. He got sacked nine fucking times, and he didn't turn the ball over. No, and you know that's remarkable. He got sacked nine times, and they won the game because Washington turned the ball over six times. <laughs> yeah, and that was led by Sam Howell, who just continues to be fucking hilarious. The funniest he's, player he's, in the NFL. He's literally so special that's, to watch. Yeah, he is pure entertainment, no matter what way you're looking at it. But uh, I believe. Um, what, what the hell is his name? Logan Logan Thomas. I think he's had like three or four fumbles this year now too. I'm not sure if he's lost all of them, but he's had issues now. Yeah. And he's one of his main targets. And it really sucks when a guy that you like throwing the ball to just keeps on fumbling at bad moments, right? But um, We're going to keep harping this too. Like, um, they need to get Terry McLaurin the fucking ball. Man. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, like, it's stop crazy. spreading the it's ball. Crazy. Like, I get it. That's cool, Sam Howell. Be a point guard. But like, Give the fucking best player on your team the ball. And it's like the way that they're designing plays for Terry, too. It's like he is at his best at 25, 30-yard yeah, catches. They got, they got to get it down there to him, not on these little short routes. Like, like guys shit, like... um. Like, even, like, Zay Flowers in Baltimore, it's, like, he's so electric, and sometimes they're just running, like, these quick little four or five-yard yeah. hitters to him, and it's, like, I get it, get the volume or whatever, get those easy yards, but it's, like, a guy like that and a guy like Terry, they can hurt you so much more if you use them the right way, right? Yeah, so. and I just want to shout out, like, like I, don't, I, had, I had no, no fucking faith in the Giants winning this game, <laughs> no, so I want to shout crazy. out Brian Dayball. He had some really good game plan plays. 
Um, you know, finding the mismatch with like Saquon Barkley and the linebackers in the passing game, sticking with the run game that was going nowhere early, and then later in the game, Barkley was breaking off some big runs, breaking tackles. Dude, and Kayvon Thibodeau has had like four huge games. Ten and a right half now, sacks man. in the he's, league. He's, he's really top cooking five. now, man. Go we fucking ducks. I know. While, he dude. started the year off so badly, and he's been playing really good football. Yeah. And, you know, it really helps when you have a stud on the defensive line like Dexter Lawrence, Sexy Dexy, who's getting double teamed, and you can have these one-on-one advantages. He had another big game. He had, uh, what, two sacks in this game, right? Yeah, He's at 10.5 now. And, uh, yeah, man, I just I thought the Giants came in with a really good game plan. Um, Ron Rivera, if they weren't playing this Thursday, I think this guy straight up would have been fired on Monday because that's un- it's inexcusable. It is, man. Lose. I mean, this is two games against a team on paper they're much better yeah. than. In, especially when it's Tommy DeVito yeah, that's under what I'm center. Saying, man. Uh, like, this guy had 10 pass, negative 8 passing yards a couple weeks ago against the Jets. Dude, I mean, buddy. you just look at the two games against the Giants alone. You turn those into two wins instead yeah. of two losses. They're sitting at 6-5, and five and they're in a fucking playoff yeah. spot this year. So, like you said, it's unacceptable at home, especially, yeah. to lose like that the way they lost it. Six turnovers. Yeah. I mean, are you fucking kidding me, dude? In it's, the NFL, it's also you'll never win a game like it's that. It's also man. unacceptable after the game to have no fucking hot water in your locker room. <laughs> yeah, like what's up with that? This, like, this is the worst. What is going this on is with the this worst franchise, stadium dude. in fucking football? A couple years ago, the fucking railing broke and almost killed Jalen Hurts. Like. <laughs> Fucking edit, like dude, I totally renovate your damn that. stadium. Fuck, man, like a new ownership group. Let's fucking go, buddy. Yeah, look at the look late, at the man. look at the penners in Denver. They just spent two hundred fifty k halfway through the season for new grass to keep players safe. Like. Like fuck that's something man. every owner when they got Billy to do like that's that's like me throwing fucking ten cents to fucking homeless yeah, guys. Two hundred fifty like, grand. That's serious, man. That's that's like that's money they could wipe their ass with yeah, when literally. they have as much as they have. Like, and it doesn't take that much of an effort to actually do those things for these players. Washington man. used to be a historic franchise, and it's just like an it's absolute shit, shit right show. Now, right man, now. it really is, and it's sad because I I really like watching Sam Howell too. And I, I mean, the guy's got a ton of talent. He's the man. Gridiron Gang Dog of the Year, man. And he's he, literally hilarious. He literally might be out of a job soon if they keep this up. So hopefully it'll be Ron Rivera first before him. Yeah, I I think they should straight up can Ron Rivera. I mean, no disrespect. No, no, he's a great guy, guy, dude. But give Eric Bieniemy a chance. He's more than he's more than overdue, and like he deserves a a chance. He really deserves it, man. He really does. I think this offense is keeping them in a lot of these games. It's not their fucking defense. So yeah. Anyways. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Any. Anyways. Jacksonville at home against the Tennessee Titans, and it really was over before it even started in this one. They came out, took over the game. They held Derrick Henry to 38 rush yards. This is a number of times where Derrick Henry has not got even to 50 yards this season now. I understand a lot of that is because teams have the ability to script against the run and stop the run first and foremost and say, Tanhill, go throw and beat us. Will Levis, go throw and beat us. Whoever it might it might be, teams have no respect for them throwing on no, them. They so had, they had twenty three passing yards in the first half. This game was thirty four fourteen. Uh, the touchdown, the both these touchdowns were late in the game for the Titans, and the first one was off a ridiculous trick play. Like it does, it's not even a real. Play. It's literally they threw the kitchen sink at them to score a fucking touchdown. So. Yeah, the Jags dominated this game. Trevor Lawrence was had probably his best game of the year. He ran for two touchdowns, threw for two touchdowns, got Calvin Ridley going, who had eight touches for 122 yards, 103 receiving, 19 rushing, um, got the ball to Kirk. 
Offensive line held up. They didn't run the ball all that great, but they stuck to the run, which set up the pass. And yeah, uh, Trayvon Walker, Josh Allen continue to kind of build on their success that they've had, especially Josh Allen. But Trayvon Walker's kind of coming along these last few games, uh, minus the San Fran game. And uh, yeah, this was a, a really good answer for the Jags coming off that loss to San Fran and going into a big game. This could have been another trap game because the yeah, big, big divisional definitely. game for first place coming up and thought they answered the bells. Doug Peterson had them ready to roll. And I mean, especially after getting fucking rolled yeah, by the exactly. Niners, right? Like, yeah. I mean, like, they were embarrassed, yeah. man. Like, at home, yeah. like, the, you don't lose like that no, at home. On again, a five-game win streak, yeah. too. Like, yeah. No, that was a huge get-right game. And, yeah, I thought Trevor Lawrence was fucking phenomenal yeah. in this one, man. And Calvin Ridley, I think, getting him activated he's been crazy this year man like he's boss, man. he's truly almost like a gabe davis at this point i know I, I really hate to relate the two but like definitely if, a little bit better but i know oh, i mean to, i just in the way of disappearing yeah, you know what yeah. i mean at times and but i i feel like if they could script for him to be the guy in games they need and to. have they need ways to. to open up for chris kirk for evan ingram for Tra- travis etienne you just listen to those names I just listed, and it's such a dangerous prospect Even for Zane anyone Jones. to stop. And he's been hurt for yeah, he played a this while game, this year, too. And getting him back and having like the field open up around him, I, I think there's no surprise yeah. that you saw Calvin Ridley do this what he This offense did with should there. be better, and I and hopefully, like last year, they, t- they kind of get hot this second year. I mean, I'm really looking forward to this game. Love the quarterback matchup against Houston, Stroud, and Lawrence. And, yeah, the Titans, they got the Panthers, two rookie quarterbacks. Um two two pretty bad teams mike vrabel looks completely checked out from this team i mean <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I i think he's a gr- i can't blame him man. i think I he's a great him. coach i yeah. think this guy might might straight up ask to be fired at that <laughs> and go coach somewhere else i mean, I mean it's it's tough man. Yeah. like the, this team i don't know how talent, like man. where where can you just say oh like i'm going in here inspired to yeah. win when you look at the team they have other they than have- jeffrey simmons they <laughs> and they they got Dick yeah, and that and it was sick because Jeffrey Simmons actually he's a defensive tackle one of the best in the league and he caught a touchdown on a on the goal line this I mean that's how bad their offense is they're throwing touchdowns to Jeffrey Simmons bro so yeah big big game coming up Titans Panthers who wants the fucking <laughs> yeah. worst record oh yeah. god you gotta be locked in on that one man yeah for fucking yeah, yeah, sure for sure this was a big game Jesse and it was Cincinnati against Baltimore it was the way to kick off the week Thursday night football we thought fuck yeah. Finally, finally going to get a Thursday nighter worth watching. Divisional matchup. And it was, at one point, super worth watching. It looked like it was going to be like... Could have been who's going to get the last possession. Joe Burrow, man, unfortunately, he's fucking done. Sucked. You saw on the sidelines trying to throw, and it was like me trying to throw a football. Like it was. No, don't sell yourself. (laughs) It's like that that ain't going nowhere. He, He felt it right away, whatever it was, and he's done for the year. He's shut down. Mark Andrews on that hip block tackle. Um, yeah, get that shit out of football. Um, yeah, that was that was bad. I actually had no idea what happened live. I was like, holy oh, we were shit! Like out. we thought, yeah, like yeah. maybe the worst happened right there. Um, thankfully, he was able to walk off under his own power. That probably honestly hurt him more. How do you? Walking, how do you walk like walk off that. as like a broken fibula <laughs> like, or whatever I mean, he had? I don't, I don't really understand how tough you have to be to be able to do that, or what kind of adrenaline you yeah. have to have pumping. I'm pretty sure. That's going to make a fucking injury worse yeah. than that right away. But um, he's done for the year. It's a huge loss. It's a huge fucking loss for these Ravens who have um, not only Super Bowl aspirations. They're trying to get that one seed right yeah. now, right? They're, yeah. they're in great position for that one seed. They're so. in it right now with the Chiefs loss. And, and uh, you know, Baltimore, aside from him, 
Lamar Jackson, bang, we saw him bang up his ankle and he was, you know, he still ran the ball like nine times, but he, you could see him just kind of like falling down and not wanting to get hit and looking like a step or two slower. Odell Beckham had his best game as a Raven yeah. over a hundred yards, but he also left the game with a shoulder injury. They said it's not too serious, but he is day to day. We don't know if he's going to be ready to go Sunday night and versus he's the Chargers. He's had bad injuries before, yeah, exactly. too, right? And he's, even he's this got year, that injury prone, right? So, but uh, yeah. I mean, I gotta give him credit though. He's looking Explosive, like old right? Odell yeah, right now, yeah. like like New York Giants Odell. Like yeah. some of those slants are so in my mind, vivid to exactly what he did on the Giants. 64 to the house, 70 to the house. Like, like he's got that step back, so I really hope for them that he could be healthy because that's a huge piece now going forward. Like, he's going to be a guy who's going to say, I'm the guy here for this offense now because Mark Andrews has been the guy. Zay Flowers could be, but he's still young. He's You know, he doesn't really have that ego yet. But Odell, if he wants to show out and he wants to say, I'm still one of the best in football, no better time than right no. now, man. And Isaiah likely very good uh, backup yeah, tight end, very yeah. good pass catching, athletic tight end. And today, uh, Wednesday, what's the date? The twenty second, November twenty second. Rashad I don't Bateman. I know the year at this point. Rashad huh? Bateman left practice early with a foot injury, and he missed like all of what was it last year or the year before with a foot injury. They said he, they don't think it's going to be too too big of a problem, but. This is a team, Baltimore, that seems to deal with these crazy injuries every single year. They won this game without Stanley, without Marlon Humphreys. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, pretty pretty big. But Bengals, man, feel bad for Joe Burrow as a fan of the league. Sucks to see him go down. I mean, he's one of the best, probably the second best quarterback in the NFL, not named C.J. Stroud. Just kidding, kind of. Patrick Mahomes, you know the vibes. No, nah, CJ is number one. Yeah. <laughs> Russell Wilson, you know the vibes. But uh, yeah, you know. Drew Brees. Yeah, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, fuck Tom Brady, <laughs> fuck the Raiders. Brady's uh, hating on football these days, huh? I don't blame him, though. I mean, you know, free Kareem Jackson, the guy's getting <laughs> no, fucking. No, 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 lock him up, man. The guy's lock getting cooked by Roger Get a Riddell. suspension, yeah. dude. Get that guy in prison with you know, those. This is a man. crucial stretch for the Broncos. Well, you're hitting a grown man in the chest playing yeah. football. Dog, crazy. get that guy in jail. That's yeah, some crazy. crazy. Crazy ass shit. Crazy. Real, Finding man. him like 500 grand for being a football player, no, basically. It's like, damn, dude, you endangering the whole world at that point doing that yeah. shit, man. It's crazy. But yeah, yeah. it was an action packed week 11, Eli. A lot of good games, a lot of crazy finishes. Again. Yeah, who are, who are our performers of the week, Jesse? Where are we going to cut the these up right yeah, now? Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll lead the way with Offensive Player of the Week for the Gridiron Gang. I'm just going to go with Brock Purdy. Uh, perfect guy. 21 to 25, over 300, three tutties, I believe. Great, great, great game by him. Um, yeah, defensive player of the week. Why not just go uh, Deron Bland, right? Yeah, I mean, I that's history-setting stuff. That's what six. we love to yeah, see, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. That's what we're about. Uh, you, you give us our rookie and our coach. I, I'm just going to go back to the well, man. I'm just going to say it's CJ Stroud. He's literally the best rookie in the NFL yeah. right now, and he's doing it on a week-to-week basis. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge fucking win. Yeah. And he did it under huge distress, multiple picks for the first time in his career, still grinded out the win. They are now locked in a real-life playoff race. The Houston Texans are in a playoff race. Yeah. Those are words no one was going to say at the start yeah, of the year. And they got so, the fucking Broncos coming to town in two weeks, baby. Yeah, and that's just a huge game, man. That's literally like one of the biggest games of the season coming yeah. up. Back-to-back for both the Texans against the yeah. Jags, the Browns against the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos, like, we're talking, like, things are heating up now, man. Oh, this is November, December playoffs coming around the corner. These games are awesome, man. 
Yeah, and I'm going to give a shout-out. You already said it, the new coordinator in Buffalo, replacing Ken Dorsey. Yeah. Um, Joe Brady. Joe Brady, man. Yeah, not Tom Brady. We're going Joe Brady. 34 years old, by the way. The Jets have a great defense, oh, and yeah. they just torch them. Yeah. They absolutely torch them. They look, they look great. Josh Allen looked great. They looked energized. They did it without Diggs having a huge game, which I'd love to see. I'd love to see them having versatility on that offense and hurt you in different yeah. ways. So uh, I straight up think Shakira... A.K.A. Khalil Shakir <laughs> is the second best receiver on that team. I think he's better than Gabe Davis. I'm WR1, not afraid to man. Say it. Yeah. WR1. W- yeah, straight <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. Diggs uh, is taking a backseat. Dalton Kincaid is a dog, but yeah, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, white 80, White 80 for this week's podcast. Here we go. Here we go. We good, we good. We're can, good. can, can, can. And, uh, yeah, you like that. Hope everybody enjoys. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving, yeah, guys, yeah. especially in Canada where American Thanksgiving is even bigger than Canadian Thanksgiving. Yeah. Let's go, And baby. everybody enjoy the uh, the triple header tomorrow. Have a safe Thanksgiving. Um, all our fans in the UK. A lot of football this week every yeah, day, man. Yeah, especially great. over in Ireland. Drink those pints. Watch these games. Big game on Black Friday. Tim Boyle versus the Dolphins. And uh, yeah, man, we'll see y'all. We'll see y'all soon. Keep it real. Keep Keep, it G. Keep it real, guys. Keep it real. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy football season. Let's go. Let's Let's ride. ride. Let's ride. Let's ride.